Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. We're here at the Chili Cook-Off. We're in the VIP tent, and these fellas are going to play some music. The rain is out. However, we have full, full good, good intentions. Farewell, Milwaukee song. You heard the man. Kind of have like a Ryan, Ad, uh, Ryan Adams kind of vibe, which is pretty cool. 
uh, my brother's a huge Ryan Adams fan. And uh, I thought uh, anyone who likes Ryan Adams and that kind of just American kind of music might appreciate these guys. So there you go. Something Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee falling? Milwaukee falling? I, we'll remember. We'll remember. Keep talking. I'm recording this. Uh, this is. I need to remember this. I'm putting this on my podcast. So they suddenly had a four-string quartet show up. Well, no, they had this four-string quartet scheduled, but then they were concerned if it rained, that would ruin the instruments. Well, if you knew all along you were having these instruments, why would you even schedule it someplace where they can get rained That's on? That's very true. And for, such a risky thing and such a lofty outside. idea. Go to the church. <laughs> Make it easy. You get enough stress on your wedding day. But if you could pull it off, what a great feeling that is, huh? Right, right. <laughs> like, but, oh, we did it. Yeah, yeah. So then at the last second, you know, two hours beforehand, you end up getting a phone call or an email text, or something. A text. Oh, a text saying this is the address. Yep. Yeah, yeah. How many people were involved with this whole thing? Oh, goodness. 200? Yeah, about 200. 200 people? Yeah. So 200 people got a text yeah. saying this is, this is where you're yeah. going. Yeah. Did anyone know who? Did anyone know who might have been on the list? Of who? Like, what were the main question marks in your brain with something like that? Why? <laughs> what was she thinking? <laughs> well, the even funnier thing is, his sister, the bride's mother, said, "You know, you really need to have a phone tree set up. Designate someone once the decision's made. Designate someone to start calling people." And letting people know, and then those people can let people know. Oh wow! And his niece said, "Well, who would that be?" And she, his, his sister said, "Well, how about your godfather, my husband?" And the niece said, "Well, you're talking about the one person who doesn't have a cell phone." Oh my gosh! Well, we still have a phone. Yeah. I have a cell phone. We had means to communicate with people. Everybody was at the church, and the string quartet was still sitting at the park. Well, if everybody went to the church yeah. and the street, and then they're just waiting for yeah. the people to show up, like where's everyone? Yeah. Or, or they've been playing the same song so over and over. Someone like, forgot to text arrive. Them. So that's <laughs> crazy. And, and his brother and his wife, who did go to the park unknowingly. Said there were other people there having like photos taken for like graduation photos, or and so if the wedding would have been this going so on, intriguing. how would these people have shown up and had their photos taken? Okay. At the oh, interesting. Oh, <laughs> wow. Now the detective in me wonders. That's so interesting. So the, the whole idea for them to give the text was that. The, the wedding had to be moved, basically. The wedding had to be moved. It's not going to be at the park. It's going to be at, at the church, right? If it rains, only if it rains. But it didn't rain that day is what it you're did. saying. It didn't. It, it, it never rained. It was, I think it was in the forecast, though. And that's why they made the decision. I think two hours ahead of the wedding, the forecast was like a 30% chance of rain. Oh. So to protect so, the string quartet, yep, it moved it. Yep. So, okay, let me think. How did they end up arranging that ability for, for a, a church to just suddenly go, okay, yeah, you can have a wedding here? They had 
a church booked months in advance. She, his sister said, they have a church as a backup. And he said, oh, what church? And she said, I can't tell you. What? Okay, so what was the reason why? Just to keep, because they wanted it at that park so bad. They didn't even want to talk about Oh, they didn't even want to think of that possibility. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the church was only a plan B. I love it. I see what you mean. They didn't want anyone even thinking of the possibility that it could be in a church. Right. They just wanted the Apparently. thought, okay, it's going to be at the, at the park. Apparently. Power of positive thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we have this astounding story to talk about. How yes. cool is that? All because... They decided to, to, to throw the Hail Mary yeah. and go, yeah, let's just try it. Here we go. Oh, three-point shot. No, let's do a 12-point shot. Let's throw it from yep. way on the other side of it. Yep. Yep. This is so intriguing. I love the fact that, so 200 people, you say, you were in charge of wrangling them together. You were the ringleader. No, I wasn't the ringleader. I was, I was at the bottom of the food chain there. Oh, I, was, I was the last one to know. <laughs> oh, you were the last one to know. Yep. You were probably the last one to arrive to the wedding. Yeah, we got there very shortly before the bride Almost walked in with the bride and groom down the aisle. <laughs> You're like, okay, guys, just wait here 15 seconds. Okay, come on, honey, let's go run to the seats. So that's so, wow, this is so intriguing to hear this. I, my buddy, he, uh, he, he shoots wedding videos out in Illinois, and he sends me the footage and I edit them. So, you know, all day long, I'll be watching people get married. It's so interesting to be this, it's almost like being a ghost in another dimension. They, they have no idea I exist. So here I am watching this really interesting wedding, and it's up to me to sculpt which parts of their best sides are forever emblazoned into that archive. Because then I'm choosing between two and four seconds of each of these particular shots from different directions. I send them to him, and then he edits it in with all the other stuff, like the pieces of the ceremony, pieces of the reception. Whoa, I mean, it looks like a feature film. It, he puts it in 24 frames per second, so it looks like a film. And you're going, this cannot be a wedding video. This is like a real movie, isn't it? It's amazing what he does. So having that in the back of my brain of watching... They're amazing. What? You've, they oh, you see like movies. They do. They do. People can't believe they're shot with just a, some panas, little Panasonic camera. So it's interesting to watch the different ways that the weddings are set up. All the different, you know, from people's backyards to inside, you know, just a little banquet hall to just all kinds of interesting things. So to hear stuff like this is really cool. Well, then a couple years ago, my nephew got married in Washington, D.C. And his wedding was going to be at the War Memorial. It's just, it looks like a big, kind of like a big gazebo. A big, concrete gazebo. The hard roof. And the, the cool, well, and it, I think it rained that morning, but it, or it was quite cool. But it, the weather turned out to be rather nice just in time for the wedding. They did not have, or yeah, they did have an indoor backup plan. Their indoor backup plan was going to be the same place the reception was going to be. So that made sense. <laughs> um, but the story I vaguely remember is, so they had this gorgeous wedding in this monument. Some random person out taking photographs was walking by and went, oh, look at that pretty wedding. And they, because the apple trees, the apple blossoms were in bloom. So they took a photo of this wedding and it turned out really cool. So they either posted it on Facebook or Insta, they posted it somewhere and said, hey, I got this gorgeous picture of this couple. And it got shared 
shared, 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 and made its way back to my neck. I love it, like life. a message in a bottle kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Reverberated its way back, echoed yeah. its... So th- how did she find it? How did... Well, how did she fi- see that it... Oh my gosh, that's me, that, you know... Some some friend saw it and went, that's John and Liz, and Whoa. It, it, through friend of friend of friend, it made its way back to John and you, Liz. So... What, what I'm curious is, this would fascinate me, is knowing the, the, the uh, amount of time between when they put that word out, you know, when they post it, and when it got to it. That would be interesting to see that time frame. How, how, many, how many friends it got posted? Yeah. yeah. Passed I, yeah. Like what was that change? It wasn't very sure. many, because it was somebody that knew, had, knew who they were. Because that's a cool domino effect when yeah. you think about those I, elements. And that's where I don't remember the details. I vaguely remember the story that someone, some random person oh my took gosh. that photo... And it got posted somewhere. Somebody saw it and said, that's John and Liz. And it's a gorgeous photo. You know, and what an interesting documentary that would be is if you actually decided to follow the rabbit hole. So you go, okay, here they hear about it. And you go, who'd you hear it from? Okay, who'd you hear it from? Where'd you see it? And you go, until it goes all the way back to the photographer. That would be cool to see how that happened. I think I heard the story from my sister-in-law, my nephew's mom. Because I... I saw this gorgeous photo in the photo albums, and she said, yeah, that was taken by some guy we don't know. <laughs> wow. So, so that must have been a cool reconnection, too, between that photographer who goes, yeah. hey, who is this? You know, and now they're answering the call. They're going, hey, we're the ones that, yeah. that you put out there. So they must have eventually met one another. Yeah. That would be cool if they I met each other. John and ask him. So what do you what do you two like to do? What's your what's your passion? Uh, what are your hobbies? I'm not going to ask you what your job is. I'm going to ask you what your hobbies are. What you like? My, what my job is retire early. Oh, good, very good. Very retired. So what what kind of cool stuff are you doing? Uh, I'm playing pickleball and softball and pickleballs. I'm in the best best fitness of my life at, at age 59. Believe it or not, dude, you do not look 59. No way. The youthful spirit says a lot about about the. And I like to come out and see bands. Yeah. Do, do you play instruments? I don't. Regrettably, no. Well, you're retired, so there's plenty of time to learn. Yeah. Plenty of instruments. He, he doesn't sing well. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither did Iggy Pop. Look what happened with him. David Bowie, not really necessarily. He's got his own style. Everyone's got their own style. Bob Dylan, he's got his own style. Tom Petty, he can't sing. Couldn't there sing. we go. You're a singer. <laughs> do you sing? Do you like to sing? I used to. Uh, I like why, to why sing. Why is used to? I like why do I hear sing. the, uh, you know... I like to sing until he tells me to stop. I put singing out to pasture, or, you know. Yeah. Oh, what? Well, then, see, so you do duets then. There you go. You got your own brand, you got your own brand, and together, you're like the new Sonny and Cher of the Millennium. You can start up a band. So what do you like to do? What, do you, what are your passions? Uh, I'm kind of creative. I like to do artsy type stuff. Aha, uh-huh. what do you like to do? Like uh, like gluing up, you know, like googly eyes to wood planks or like what stuff I, like I that? I could do those. I yeah. like scrapbook, I make cards, I do googly eyes to wood things, I like spell out words. And... My mom and I would always go to the different craft shows. I can't tell you how many different craft shows she would take me to in the malls, just all these different places and it was always cool. She taught me craftsmanship now that I think about it. And I think this is so great that I think this is so great that you're talking about this because she was the one who taught me about that, where we go there and we see these people who are so like people who would whittle things out of soap. 
little digs and, and things. I'm going, what the heck? How long did that take you? Well, two hours. What? What? That'd be like a, an eight month. And it might melt. And it might melt. It was so fascinating. So what, what are some of your passionate things that you like to do in the craft shows? Um, well, I, I just do a lot of scrapbooking. because I, I like photographs, especially looking back at old photographs or even ones that are only like 10, 20 years old. Mom, what were some of your what were some of your favorite kind of crafts that you like to do? I know you crocheting, you crochet. Uh, needlework was really my thing. I, I worked a lot with um, you know like cool work and embroidery, not so much cross stitch. Yeah, but there's like pictures and, and embroidery around you know clocks. I made several clocks. Those were cool. I love doing um, like. Recently, I got into painting birdhouses, and I give them away to all my friends. My Christmas birdhouses with the snow on them, and the little trees, and the little lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like doing that. Garden. Uh-huh. Are they peace poles yeah. and garden poles? Yeah, I love doing that stuff. Yeah. And, um, and kind of de- decoupage, and, and wood, and plants. What's, what's decoupage? It's, uh, you put a glossy, like you take a card or something, glue it to wood, and then... Oh my gosh, the, we had tables like that. Uh, th- those tables were that, huh? And that Green tables, and they would have little interesting newspaper prints and yeah. stuff. And I, did did a, I did a big barrel that had all the, like, 1960s magazine headlines, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, all that. Oh yeah, I love quilting. My mom, my mom took my wedding invitation and quilled flowers all around it and put it in a frame. I want to get more into that. I love quilling. I want to teach my daughter that. Matt for me. Yeah. Isn't like, it interesting when you think about these these different crafts, these different oh, yeah. these different sort of they've turned into their own genres or their uh, like definitions and it was just someone who tried some interesting thing they go okay we're going to call this the sklingity sklang and then they're 70s crafts are coming back because quilling is big now macrame is big again and then my mom used to buy this it was called fake fur oh yeah and she'd make like these pointy flowers and arrangements out of fake fur and it's like what? Interesting. I've Have you never, seen this before? I've seen them. I've never done it. Yeah. Fake fur? With, please yeah, tell me you more would like that. comb it and then you would curl it up to make like this. And then you'd, you'd comb it and rat it and hairspray it. It will like So hair. you can kind of make a sculpture out of like this kinda, hair, hair kinda. thing. Yeah. It, was, it, was it, was it, uh, help me picture, I mean, was it in the shape of something already or did you make the shape out of what no, it actually you made already the, was? It came as, it was like fabric. You, right up there with the, the troll dolls. Yeah, the, the dolls. <laughs> That's what started it. Yeah. The troll dolls. Yeah, the Wishnik trolls, right? Yeah. I remember those yeah, little guys. Yeah, the trolls. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of good crafts. It's so cool. So have you have you been at any of the like craft, sto- uh, craft shows, any of that stuff? Do you any of that? 
No, no, I. Are you, are you retired at all? Yes. Are you tired as well? Yep. So you two are retired. Okay, think about this. This is what you've been waiting for, the moment where you can relax and really, really go after these projects where nobody's telling you what to do or what not to do or how yep. to do it. Yep. Nobody is trying to get their you know, agendas into what you want to do. And you, you can explore whatever kind of instrument you want. You can enter these crafts. Just like Every how day exciting. Every it really day is. Saturday. Pickleball, right? You were saying you were playing. My dad plays pickleball. He started doing pickleball and he started covering them too, right? In the newspaper. So they were all so excited going, oh, Chuck, you got to check out my match. Oh my God, it was so great. He really got into it. I just, just, just picked it up in March and playing three times a week now, every day. Oh my God. Every, every, every three times a week. You learned down in Arizona. I played a couple matches down there and then I came back. Oh, so that's that's what started the inspiration, huh? Yeah. Where you... Somebody said, "Come on down, I'll show you how to play." Oh my God! That's a good time. What, what, okay, so what do you think that you like most? That because every sport or every well, like for instance, the crafts you talked about, there's certain things about them that really draws you to them. What do you like about pick about pickleball the most? I don't know. It's pretty fast paced at times, and other times there's strategy. Um, it isn't too physical, which which is great for older people. It's like it's like tennis for old people sometimes. I say. What kind of so the pickle? What or what kind of ball? It's kind of like a wiffle ball. It's about it's about the size of a baseball, but it's a wiffle ball. Okay. Okay, so, and it's like tennis. Yeah. With wiffle ball. Or, or, or oversized ping pong, kind of a combination. So it's, so the beautiful thing is, it kind of floats through the air. You get a chance to actually see where it's coming from or how oh, it's yeah. going. It's not coming at you real fast. It's something that goes. It, it can be. And then you get. Oh right, right. If everybody's standing right up at the net, it's oh, just boy. bang, 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 bang. Oh right my gosh. So how close have you stood well, to the net it, to do something like that? There's actually a rule. You can't stand any closer than seven feet. There, there's a line there. Can't get within seven feet of the net. So I never heard. So how do you? I mean, you must. That in itself must be an art form. Being that close to the net and trying to get that thing that fast. Yeah. Do you try to get guys up up to the net and like? Is that your expertise? Well, ideally you keep them way back so right, you can right. slam <laughs> it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, like I said, it's all kinds of strategies. Get them yeah. out of position and then hit it through the hole. Hit it through the gap. Or, Try to hit them so they can't get a chance to swing at it. You hit them and it drops the floor. Do you get a point if it hits them and they it drops the floor? Yeah, if it drops to it drops the floor and they can't return it, that's that's the whole goal. So, so what do you think are the key thing? What do you think are the key things that you like to focus on when you're playing? Uh, Just get it back over. Primarily, get it back over. Let them make the mistake. Don't don't force yourself into an unnecessary mistake. Just keep the pressure on them, and hopefully they're going to mess up. So, do you find yourself learning tips and tricks from other guys? Do you find yourself oh, inventing new I things? I have, I have to sit and watch. Sometimes there's, there's like sometimes 50 people sitting around to play, and there's only six courts with uh, four people playing each one. So that's 20 court at a time, and so. You sit and watch the other matches, and you see what they're doing. You see what works and what doesn't. So it's cool. So it's not time wasted. That's what's so beautiful. It's an yeah. education. You're actually getting the. Yeah. Do you ever take the notes, mental notes, or do you write them down? Yeah, I take mental notes. Yeah. And then do you find yourself testing them out? Like, okay, yeah, let's apply yeah. that one right now. Yep. 
I see somebody try a new shot, a lob, I go, hey, that's a good idea to get the guy off the, off the net, push him back, just lob it over their head. So I'll get out there that's incredible. Well, and didn't somebody come to you early on and said, if you just work on this, you, you could be really good? Yeah. Did you implement those kinds of little tricks? I'm trying it. <laughs> It's all exploration. It's all constant. Every time I go, I try to pick up, come back a better player than I was when I went. And it's fun because it's like the only way you could do that is if you play the game. And you know, so they're like you're saying, everybody's lining up to want to play the game. Do they do sort of? Do they do sort of like a lottery to try to go? Okay, here are here's the kind of order that people will play. Is it a first come first serve kind of thing? We're playing seven. I think we're playing 730. Is it? Is that where they're going? Maybe they're going to change. Oh, well, then it looks like someone's got to visit the restroom. You guys, it's been a pleasure meeting you. It's been a pleasure. This will, my name of my podcast, it's called Inspirato Projecto. Look at that beauty. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Look what we did. We dreamed it into existence. The rain has gone away. Stage for you, so they're good. cleaning off the stage. Well, those kids are gonna be playing, so they'll dry off the oh, stage. Oh, they're playing before us. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm very excited, you guys. Thank you so much for talking. Thanks for putting up with me, and uh, it's been a pleasure learning about your lives and your and your passions. So, you're gonna be podcasted next, okay? After the show. All right. Bye, mom. If I don't see you in a second, but I might. Who knows? You don't know. That was fun. That was great. I'm seeing all these Venn diagrams. I got the uh, synchronicity rock in my pocket, the uh, rainbow moonstone. Oh, I'm just going to talk to one of these band members. <laughs> hey, you guys are great, man. I thought that was a brilliant idea hey, thanks, to come in man. here and blast the good vibes dude, in cheers. this closed environment because it's like, dude, what else do we got? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we can't do that right now. Well, yeah. what the hell? What do we got? Oh, well, here's an audience, yeah, you know, and, here, and you're trapped in here with me. So it's beautiful because you're like... And it was great because your guys' music, it's just, what, what, um, I recorded one of your songs. When I came up close, I was recording you guys. Um, Falling Michigan, uh, uh, Milwaukee. Falling Milwaukee? Fair, Farewell Milwaukee. Is Farewell the Milwaukee. Band, yeah. Now, how long have you guys been together? Uh, a while, man, like nine, ten years. Yeah. yeah so Did you, are you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin? I am, yeah, originally. Is it, you were born there? Yep. Uh, well, I was born in Janesville, Wisconsin, and then spent most of my growing up in northern Milwaukee area. And then how, what What was like the first thing that started getting you interested in playing playing an instrument? Neil Young, After the Gold Rush, the first track off that record, Tell Me Why. Dude, you know what's so beautiful is right now I'm reading... Waging heavy piece, heavy piece, waging heavy piece. Oh, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his autobiography. Yeah. Right now, I'm reading that. Uh-huh. And dude, so of course you're bringing up Neil Young. I've been, th- I was when I was listening to you, I'm like, there, I'm feeling a ghost of Neil Young happening here. It was cool because there, was, it was an honest like uh, folk. It, it sounded to me like something you'd hear back in the day, like a Bob Dylan. So it's funny that you're bringing up Neil Young right now because I'm yeah, reading about his hero. life and he's totally talking about. You know, coming out to California for the first time, nice. Route 66, and yeah. going to the ocean, and then not getting along with the hitchhikers, so they just ditch him somewhere. It's I gotta just like, get that dude. Book. 
It's good. You gotta read it. It's good. Shaky is supposed to be a really good book. Neil Young autobiography. So he's written a couple. This might be a biography, but it's called Shaky, and I have it. I just haven't read it yet. So, so. Did you find yourself at first, maybe like when you were playing, were you doing Neil Young covers or how? Because I can imagine if if he was my big inspiration for guitar, I would probably be doing a lot of covers around places. That's just like uh, that's where I wanted to learn guitar, and then I started trying to write songs right away. Like I never oh, that's really cool. did covers. Oh, that's... I just always started. I think uh, my first song I ever wrote was called "Cowgirl in the Sun." And Do you still remember it? Uh, Do you know the melody of it? Oh god, that'd be great. It, but it's like, I think it's a direct rip off of Cowgirl in the Sand and I called it Cowgirl in the Sun. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's pretty much the same it's melody, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the All that's great the artists do it. Just talk to, you know, Weird Al, he's always doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. so that's so cool. So okay, so then how many I, I were you in a few bands or have, is this like been the only band that you've been in or uh, Farewell Milwaukee is like my first. We there's a band called Montreal, which four of us were in, and it was more like an alternative rock band. And then once we kind of found that that folk rock Neil Young vibe, we started Farewell Milwaukee, and it's been that ever since. What is it that you like the most about the Neil Young vibe? What is it about his vibe that goes that speaks to you? I realized you could combine rock and roll with country music. That was the first time I realized that somebody did that and put that together and then I started to realize a bunch of other bands did it too but the way Neil did it and the way the music was recorded on Harvest and after the Gold Rush and all those like he got a barn and recorded yeah. metal steel in he a barn about but it. it had that roomy sound the way that music was recorded and those songs were written like I was just enamored with it you know I was just attracted to it for sure it's crazy because like all throughout the biography he's talking about how important sound is and how important that, that analog sound is and he, he created this invention called Pure Tone or his, his idea was to make this thing called Pure Tone and what it would do is it would take like an mp3 file he was talking about the, you know the vast difference between listening to that analog that original thing and all this compressed music in mp3 so his his special instrument would somehow pull out the elements that were necessary in an mp3 to give it that so you could really truly hear hear the music for what it really was yeah. So it's interesting because he's always talking about just how much he appreciates the the sound. Yeah. You know how much yeah. that's a big important. Oh thing yeah, to. for sure. So here you're talking about that barn, and it's great because he's talking about when he bought that barn with Peggy, who was his you know with his wife and where he and he dude, it's so cool to see the seeds of people of mm-hmm. uh, because I've been going down this rabbit hole trail the Laurel Canyon music oh, all yeah. that great that's, Echo in the Canyon. I just recently saw the David Crosby documentary, and it's just been. Holy moly! Just been. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Oh my God. Graham Parsons and the Burrito Brothers. If you go to uh, iTunes, there's a playlist. If you just type in Laurel Canyon. Nice. After I saw, after I went to Echo in the Canyon. Because before that, I was I was reading about Laurel Canyon. Because I was reading No One Here Gets Out Alive by by uh, Jim Morrison or about Jim Morrison and the Doors. And that was talking about all about mamas and papas and carpenters and all those guys who just hang out in Buffalo Springfield and then Crosby Stills Nash and Young and Crosby Stills, you know, all these little the birds and yeah. and you're seeing how they're all integrated, all the Venn diagrams and who then breaks off to work with this guy. Oh, and now Peter Tork has helped out with this and yeah. and you're going, oh, dude, this is so cool to see. And then you go, oh, everyone was hanging out at Mickey Dolan's house and recording all these archives and so it's and Brian Wilson, well, he shows up playing piano. <laughs> oh, there's John Lennon. Okay, what? Yeah. And and and. It just blows my mind because I know that Mickey Dolenz has a whole bunch of these archives, and my dream would be to go, Mickey, 
let's spend a whole lot of time listening to these songs and making albums with them, please. <laughs> let's get them out there in the world, dude. Yeah, oh my God. So, okay, so um, you were saying that you do, you're doing solo music too, right? Uh, yeah. You know, I made one solo record called Rented Rooms, and now, actually on the 13th of this month, I've got a new record coming out uh, called For You Again, and it's we're going to release it up in Minneapolis. At, there's a place called the Parkway Theater we're releasing the show at. And Do you know what that, what, what's that date? That's the 28th of September. So okay, I'll folks, if you're out there, the full band, you're going to be able to see this happening live. That would be kick-ass if you showed up. Oh, what would be a website? What, what, what is some sort of social network thing they could find you through? Uh, easiest is probably just my name, benlubeck.com. Can you just spell that for the all the uh, all the spelling bee enthusiasts out there? How would you spell that? Ben, B-E-N, Lubeck, L-U-B-E-C-K, dot com. Dot or, com. Or Google it, or I've got Very Twitter. Good. Do you have, like, Facebook and all that stuff, uh, Instagram and all that? Yep, all that stuff. They can definitely find you. For sure. Good. So, okay, so I recorded your song, and I was, I was sitting over there, and I'm like, okay, i got to get closer to the epicenter. So, uh, yeah, folks, that's who you that's who you heard earlier in this guy. So I had to get him archived. Cool, yeah, Thank you so awesome. much for letting me. Oh, it's called Inspirato just... Projecto. It's called Inspirato Projecto. So after this, I'll friend you. Yeah, reach out to me. And, and then that way you can, and then you can see what's going on. Cool. And, uh, and I'll upload this whole experience with because I'm with Yachtly Crew and we're gonna be playing. And so I, I want to archive this stuff. That's sweet, you know, man. so it's there. That's really. So and, what is uh, it's a. What is it called? Oh, Inspirato Projecto. Okay. So it's whatever inspiring me. I project it back out there, and I do that inspires someone else. Is it it's a just podcast this... or what format? It's a podcast, yeah. That's sweet. So you can find it on Spotify, actually. I'll check it out. Man. You can find it on Spotify and all kinds of different apps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a podcast app. It's by Anchor.fm. Okay. So if you ever want to start your own podcast, dude, for someone who's got so many ideas, if you got so many ideas... And you find them writing them down, why not just dictate them to yourself yeah. and then make that into a podcast? That's all I've been doing. It's cool. So ideas, the most absurd, whatever. If I if I find someone who's interesting, I record that immediately. I follow through with that. I find people on the subway. I, I talk to the Uber drivers. You know, so it's just like a thrill because I've been learning all these new people it's and fun, finding dude. these stories that no one else will ever hear. Yeah, that's really special. Yeah. That's and cool. it's fun to it's fun to share that now. Yeah. And so then, you know, ideally that will then inspire people to learn more about just the people that are around them yeah, and ask more questions because there are entire universes with it. This is just one tiny piece. Yes. Imagine all the different avenues I could have gone down. It's, it's just like freaking brilliant. Picture. It's fun. It's, it's such a brilliant, like, not, not, not like, oh, what a great idea, but it's such a brilliant feeling to, to know, okay, cool, we're turning up the volume on people's yeah. passions and talents. I sat with a couple over there. I learned so much about their lives yeah. and what they're interested in and what their passions are. I think people light up when they talk about the things that are their hobbies, especially the things that they consider their hobbies because they got a nine-to-five job or something. They're going, well, I really like painting or I really like, you know, making wooden sculptures. Aha, that's the thing I want to hear about. I don't care about this insurance salesman stuff. That's, let's, let's talk about this. You know, and then ideally what that does is it starts sparking and sparking and making remembering you know, and then and getting them visualizing in that aspect, and then ideally, then recognizing it when they come across people in their life who echo those sentiments, for them to go, ah, you're someone I, you know, let's do this, let's yeah. let's work on this. You're yeah. someone who who echoes that passion. Okay, maybe this is a sign. Yeah. So it's crazy when I have seen how the reverberations have worked, and I just I just love just keep keep putting it forward. It's so fun. It's a special thing, man. Like when. With all the life hurdles that 
are being blasted at you every day and to have conversations like this. I mean, it's, Dude. there's a lot of beauty out there Yeah, in the world, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, Lots of unexplored territory. And you're exploring it. That's awesome. Shit, it's so fun. It's like being a pioneer, and I don't have to travel the Oregon Trail to do it. Yeah. These are the Oregon trails. Yeah. You're the Oregon That's trail, cool. dude. You're and I'm not going to get diphtheria. I'm not going to get leprosy in my arms <laughs> off. It's just, it's, it's so fun because I get to learn all these people and then I connect with them and then I get to share them with all the other. Because then I think about the different aspects of like ways in which I can combine people. That's the other thing I love doing is bridging the gaps and, and connecting the connections. Because it's like, Here's a star. There's a star. There's a star. Now let's build the constellation. Yeah, that's sweet. Dude. That's awesome. It's fun. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for talking, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure meeting you, man. Thank you. Oh yeah. Oh, my name is Kurt. Kurt. Well, we go by Stony Shores and Yachtly Crew. Okay. But yeah. So yeah. So Stony Shores, I will. Uh, I will get a hold of you. Yeah, hold man, you reach out. This. Yeah, yeah absolutely. In contact. Absolutely. You, what's the deal with you guys? Are you, uh, oh, 70s and 80s some, uh, love songs. Sweet. Uh, soft yeah. rock like uh, Michael McDonald, Toto. Awesome. Uh, Christopher Cross, all the all the favorites, you know that you, that make you travel down memory lane. That's sweet, and that's what's fun too is that these guys are all really good people. They got each other's backs, which is a rarity in a band. Yeah, and we're singing love songs on top of it. So the, the intention is always, what more can I give you? Yeah. Obviously, when the 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 audience is receptive, then we really, really can just really give it back and forth to each other. When it's when it's you know like we're giving this to you it's just go and you can just feel it go you know and you're going okay that's a much different kind of much different kind of exhaust and then when you're going and they're going and it's just a volleyball game you know like here it was you know I've been to both yeah oh yeah and it's fun too because it's like because then it really makes you appreciate the ones when people go oh yeah you know part of it sweet it's great what's the deal with the stage are you guys going to be play up there uh, yeah, I think so. Is it, is it, is it, what, is it soaked? I don't know. I haven't been back up there oh, yet. Oh, it was oh. getting wet. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what this is. That's Philly Ocean, the lead singer. Sweet. So I'm Stony Shores. There's Paulie Shores, who's the saxophone player. Awesome. There's Baba Bowie, who's the bassist. Yeah. Uh, Sailor Hawkins on the drums. We've got uh, Tommy Bowie on guitar. And then David Bowie on the percussion. Nice. So it's a family band. Awesome. Yeah. Where are you guys coming from? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. So that's what's so crazy, too. I just got to share this sentiment with you since we're talking to Cosmos. So no one here gets out alive. As I was reading that, I started um, getting an idea for a song about Laurel Canyon. So I've, all I've got so far is just the chorus. And, you know, I've been, I've been playing around with this. And I started imagining myself, okay. And this is before I was in Yachtly Crew. And I thought to myself, you know. I want to bring back because all those, all those, all those good vibes were up in Laurel Canyon, and they stumbled down on the Sunset Strip and they played those clubs, and they stumbled back up to Laurel Canyon. And you, Laurel Canyon is this beautiful, nature's magic, magic, magic town. They come back down and they go play on Sunset Strip. Zip, 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 zip. So they're always putting it out there, which is really amazing and insane. Is that here were all these positive, beautiful, peaceful love songs. They were happening concurrently with that Vietnam War. So you have this severe, and then you got severe, and you really saw like the pure coexistence of the yin and yang really big time. And to think that those guys out there in Vietnam were listening to these love songs, like every time, anytime you see those like Vietnam movies, like, our fortune is you know, or like, uh, 
All the leaves are brown. The leaves are brown. And the sky is gray. And you just see like that weird juxtaposition kind of thing. What's interesting is then that because that was such an un, you know unignorable thing, they started get, making the records. I mean, it was crazy because it just kept picking up and picking up. So I had all this in my brain, and I'm thinking, okay, I want to be in a band that's bringing back that vibe, the loving vibe on Sunset Strip. That was the, the only intention I had in my brain. And me being on the Sunset Strip, participating in whatever that was, however, if I was just the guy going with the maracas, however it was, that would be happening on Sunset Strip. And then somehow Yali Crew comes along. And we've been playing on the Sunset Strip at the Viper Room. And somehow really? up and down the Strip, the people awesome. know who Yachtly Crew is because we're splashing with tidal waves of love songs. It's super cool, man. They're not used to that. The Viper Room is like mostly heavy metal bands. The beautiful thing is, check this out. There's a tribute band called Peace Frog. They're a Doors tribute band. They play every Sunday at Viper Room. So they're like the heartbeat of that era going blah, blah, blah every Sunday. And then we come in, nice you know, the first really Friday. Cool. Oh, yeah. I love great, it. Isn't that? Oh, oh, God. I want to interview you, too. Okay, so oh, this is great. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, this is from my podcast, okay. Inspirato Projecto. Oh, wait. What is this little Apple device you have? Well, that... okay. I had to figure this whole thing out. Now, this is simply a microphone. This is only a $6 microphone. It used to have a fuzzy top, but I hate the feeling of Nerf. I had to just yank it off. So this used to just plug in my old phone, but since these these iPhones have that like USB-C lightning thing, thing or yeah. whatever, yeah, I had to find. I I looked all over, high and low, That's trying to find, to find some way to get that thing going. What's beautiful is you can just sit it down in the middle of the table and it catches everything. It really catches stuff Oh, that's good. awesome. You so never you have an Android this. and you can plug, there's microphones you can buy that you just plug right into the eighth inch jack, but I've never found one for an Apple device. Okay, is the, can I send an email to you? I'll send you yeah. the, uh, I'll send you the, uh, there, how this the little works. specs oh of my what God, I did for this. Oh my God, that's awesome. Because it's great, you take it around. If you do podcasts yeah. and uh, the app, I'll give you the app yeah. too oh, that yeah. you use, whatever. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? It uploads to iHeartRadio. Oh, really? This upload, my podcast is on iHeartRadio. It's on Spotify. That's it's on, great. What's it's the on name TuneIn, of your podcast? iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I mean, it's like crazy. 30 different distribution sites. Oh, it's called Inspirato Projecto. Okay, Inspirato Projecto. Yes, yes. Inspirato Projecto. I'm going to tie that Oh, could you do a promo? That would be great if you could do a promo. <laughs> I will play it before the podcast. There you go. I also well, have my, go. I was telling you about my radio show. I'll yeah. play it on my radio show, Oh, that's too. awesome. And then I'll get one from you, too, right? That's sweet, yeah. I'll, I'll split them. I'll, I can do that with this. I can split it. That's cool. So... So I, uh, oh, this is recording now. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah. We're having this conversation <laughs> we just had speak. a great interview, and we'll continue. Well, oh, I'm sorry, and no, I no, interrupted no, no, no. it. No, this That's is part of it. This part of it. The cosmic soup is stirring. I it love this. Happens. Okay, so yeah. uh, what, do, what do you want me to talk about? I have no idea. <laughs> well, okay, if you could give me a promo. Okay, so for instance, what's your name? And you could say, you know, uh, what's your, say your name from iHeartRadio, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto Radio. This is Maxwell from iHeartRadio, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Nice. <laughs> okay, so if you can state your name, say the name of your band, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Hey, this is Ben Lubeck from Farewell Milwaukee, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. You guys, I love it. Okay, good. Now, I want to interview you as to how did you first get into radio? What inspired you to get into radio? Um... Okay, I'm going to really, like, reveal my age WKRP, here. WKRP, Okay, right? so, Just like well, me. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, that was part of it. But basically, was it, yeah. I was the junior high kid that was afraid to ask the girls to dance, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so when the DJ came 
to do the dances from the radio station. I was the geek that went up there. Can I pull your records, man? You were so you were like an assistant. To yeah, the DJ. I would pull his records. I love it. And he, you know, and he'd say, "Hey, uh, yeah, you know, pull Casey and the Sunshine Band." I'd pull Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god. Right. And then, and then uh, when I got into college, I wanted to be a news anchor, but I got a, I got a, I got a one shift, an hour shift on the campus radio station, the broadcast in the dining hall. <laughs> what a great gig. They're and trapped I, with I you. Was, They're trapped I was. with you. I got lunchtime. <laughs> Dude, One lunch brilliant. a week. Oh, my God, that's great. And, uh, and I just thought, I don't want to be a vain news anchor that has to really look good all the time. I can wear whatever I want. I can, <laughs> I can play music, man, the man just like my DJs yeah. did in, in junior high. Wearing your pajamas. Yeah, yeah. and I was addicted. And, uh, you know, so I worked a lot of... You know, eight thousand dollar a year jobs in my early it's <laughs> career. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. So, so I, one thing just became another because well, I'm sure you inspired someone who goes, "Oh yeah, this guy I could use for this." It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, I like that. And you guys can appreciate this based on some of the music you play. Is when I started, when I got my first part time job, paid job. I was in, I was a sophomore in college, and we had disco sweeps at quarter after and quarter of the hour. We had to beat mix two disco records, the vinyl. And I, that's how I learned to beat mix. And I became like one of the most popular DJs in college because I, I was love it. I was buying the, the companies that would make club records, you know, vinyl, you know, discs that, that were mixes of Donna Summers and all that. So I, I, I subscribed to that and I spent all the money I made on the radio on that and I made a bunch of money DJing in college because I could beat mix. Oh my god! So, <laughs> wow, you're like a mad scientist of sound. I was, I was, and now now they're making millions of dollars. Some of these DJs, I'm like, hey, I was doing that for forty five dollars yeah. <laughs> well, at a frat party. You know? Oh my! You know what's cool. so funny? There's this phrase that says the pioneers get the arrows, the settlers get the gold. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? You know, so you're a pioneer. You got yeah, the well, arrows. You paid I the think way that for that the was hilarious in a way. And I tell people that they go, what? You know, most of the young <laughs> people in the business like you mixed. <laughs> You beat next vinyl. <laughs> what if the Swiss the CDs? Didn't you do CDs? I'm like, yeah, that was like way later in my yeah, career. Right. Now, now, I've been around a long time. Now, um, so uh, were you a fan of Casey Kasem? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Tell and me your and story. I was also kind of crazy. I, I I actually had some parody songs in my early career that got on Dr. Demento. And I don't know if you I remember. love Dr. Demento. Oh That's God. a big inspiration behind this oh, whole yeah. thing. I don't, know Huge. If you, I don't know if you remember a song called I Want to Be a Cowboy. I want to. No, wait, I know, oh, my God. I, I want, want to be, be a cowboy. cowboy. Right. So I did, a, I did a parody girl. of it called yeah. I, I Want to Be a Golfer. I and, it, and it made the golfer. Dr. Demento show. So. Right. <laughs> Which is so great because you made up a version of, because you were just saying something about Sun, the the uh, Neil Young song. Which mm-hmm. was in, yeah, say yeah, that yeah. Again, oh, yeah. Say that again. It was called Cowgirl in the Sun, and I just ripped off Cowgirl in the Sand. That was my first song that's, ever. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brilliant. That that's how you think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. as songwriters, that's how you think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I want to be a and, cowboy. And I actually, yeah. uh, in storage, I have, because Dr. Demento back in the day came on vinyl to the radio station. Oh, my. Oh my God, and I still have the that show that it it was on. So yeah. fish heads, fish heads. Yeah. Oh my God. Fish yeah. Heads. So I'm yeah. kind of a Dr. Demento geek. And he too. he helped out Weird Al, which yeah. is great because we mentioned Weird Al earlier. Yeah. Now, I had a character many years ago. His name was Elton Jones, 
and he rapped Elton John songs. Okay, what's one of his songs after you explain who he is, please? He's got to he's got to I be remember when forward. rock was young. Me and Susie had so much fun, you know, and that was that. It is like and nobody took him serious, you know, it's his character. <laughs> Come up with okay. something original. Just right? so committed to so yeah. unapologetic in his his artistic expression. Yeah. So okay, it turns out this is going to flip your brain. Um I Hey Robin! Hey Robin! Hey Robin, come here a second. I, I gotta introduce you to the. I, come here a second. Join the Druid Circle. Okay, okay, you're gonna flip your later when. when I, I don't even wanna ruin a surprise. So, guess what? He's a huge fan of Casey Kasem. I immediately oh, thought of you. Sure, Please of tell him exactly what you told me yesterday or today. What? Oh, we were talking about Hannah Barbera? Well, and your collection. Shaggy? Your collection. What about my collection? You would, you would use your DJ skills and using your collection of Casey Kasem oh, stuff. Tell right. them about I, this. Yeah, I just have a whole bunch of uh, the top 40 You have the discs. Records. You have the, the vinyl. The vinyl. Oh, my God. That is so yeah, awesome. I have it. Casey Kasem's last show on, on oh, vinyl. Oh, really? Yes. That's super yes. cool. And, you know, and at that point, they were sending it out in, in digital form, too. But I have it on vinyl. Oh, yeah. Casey. Oh, come on. Right? Right. I told him he's got to somehow find a way to digitize. Because I said, there's going to be someone out there who wants to hear this. I said, you've got to somehow get this on it. What if he gets to digitize it and somehow gets it out there? Well, you know, the, the, they or are something. running, rerunning his shows now on radios and yeah. classic hit stations. Well, that's I got cool. it because one of my old friends um, worked at a radio station. Oh, and, and he gave that and, to you. Well, yeah, and he used to spin it. That is that is so, cool. That's yeah, cool. so yeah. I, just, I, I was also a big Rick Dees fan back. I was going to say Disco so Duck, right? He had right? a top forty program yeah. too, which yeah. I have all those yeah, yeah. on vinyl too. So. Oh my god! Yeah. I wanted to be him when I was, you know, young. So I totally everybody I wanted to be. Oh, him. there's yeah. I, I like he had a he had a headshot where his eyes were really wide. And he was like. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I went and ha I tried to replicate it exactly. And I'm working at a little radio station in it. Texas, you know, trying to be Rick Dees. So. Oh, my God, that's, that's great. great voice, by yeah, 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 he does. He's, no, you he's have a great voice. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, a big mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. A big mouth. <laughs> a big mouth. I, actually, when I was young, when I still don't, you know, there are some guys in radio who have the... You know, really, that you know, yeah, yeah, big yeah. mean voice. You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, there it is. Right, and I, I was one of that, but I would always sound so young and says like a chipmunk when I was young. And, <laughs> and I went to, a, I was just in, inducted in the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for my radio work nice. here. And it's kind of cool, you know. I mean, it's not, you know, but it's the Iowa it's Rock and awesome Roll Hall though. of Fame. I mean, yeah. So it's great. So uh, there are all these old guys that are ten years older than me that did radio back in the day. And like, yeah, you're. You're really lucky, man. You sound, you still sound young. You know, we can't get hired because we sound so old. I'm like, I, you were the guys the we wanted to register. be. You were yeah, the yeah. guys that had the cojones back in the day. Right. You know? Oh, right? yeah, dude, totally. Oh. Yeah. Diving right in. Now, were you a, a, a Gene Shepard fan? Yes, I know who I know who Gene Shepard is. The voice of Wonder uh, of not Wonder Years. That, forgive no, me. Um, uh, Christmas Story. Right, Christmas yeah, Story. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. All that was based on his... Uh, his his DJ stuff. He, he would talk about his times. Right, up. because the, there's the radio station in the movie. Right, you know, in that. So yeah, yeah. And he had a he had that kind of really cool voice, man. You know, I just I don't know. I kind I kind of dig those old AOR jocks. The old uh, you know when rock radio, the album rock radio came out, and they were just so cool. The WKRP type. Oh yeah, you know, they were just so cool, man. And then there are the guys that tried to rhyme. 
the, the disc jockeys that rhymed everything they said. And, you know, God, I'm too old. The poets I go way of back. the airwaves. Yeah. But anyway, radio's that is fun. Incredible. Still in my blood. So. Oh my God. How many of these records do you have, Robin? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I've have never, you ever I've heard more than 10? More than 10? More than 10, yeah. Have you ever heard the Casey Kasem outtake where he got angry about about the letter that somebody sent in about their dog died? And Casey, like, let loose, man, and we saw the dark side of Casey. Oh, it's on, oh, oh, yeah, it's on you YouTube. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you've got to listen to that. You're going to hear it. It's going to totally make Casey Kasem a real back. human being. <laughs> after, after the bell is rung, yeah, there's you can't unring that yeah. bell. Yeah, okay, that's. You can't unring that bell. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Somebody yeah. sent up a letter about a dog died, and he came out of an up tempo song, and he's yelling at the producer. Yeah, because they put it, they put like a happy song after that or something. Right, like, yeah, it's like everybody dancing. Play. You know, like, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Dog just died. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, "Let me talk to so and so. Let me talk to so and so. Bleep it, bleep it." Oh so my god, so. it was awesome. It was awesome. Well, and it's funny because because then uh, we, were, we were talking about how how many voices he did for the cartoons, all those Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Cartoons. Oh my god. Yeah. Shaggy. Oh yes, I would oh, love to hear things. outtakes for those. Oh yeah. Oh my what god. What is this dialogue? Yeah. Totally, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I was totally hanging out with Scoob. And yeah. What am I supposed to be saying? I'd like to hear it, just for fun, Dirty Shaggy. Just, you know. Totally amazing. That, that would be a good parody, like, hip-hop artist, Dirty Shaggy. Wouldn't it? Dirty really Shaggy. And he dresses like him and everything. That's you could do really it. You could do the voice. Yeah. You should do it. Oh, yeah. Really He's got a person who dresses shaggy. like Scooby-Doo at the same time, right? And Scooby-Doo starts rapping. Like I mean, a sandwich. <laughs> she, she clamped my head in and I couldn't breathe, man. <laughs> oh my god. That's it. But you gotta rap oh it or something. God. You gotta yeah. be a hip hop. <laughs> you gotta be a Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll be, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, you can take you can just take regular shaggy shaggy <laughs> dialogue. Yeah. And it's shaggy that sounds rest. dirty, but it's really not. And then you put it to, you, know, totally. you mix it with a good beat. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> old school, old school. Yes, yes, yeah. Kids yeah. can listen to right. that and know what's going on. You gotta, you gotta the adults get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Because that's all the old comedy humor. Yeah. So could you just cut it's and clean, edit all of his dialogue? Right, right. You gotta, you gotta sample some Sugar Hill Gang and put it underneath. Oh, yeah. What if every single beat just had that same beat? Right, right, right. We're at the, uh, an airport in Minneapolis right now waiting for the airplane. This idea popped in my brain for, um, it would be like a Saturday Night Live skit kind of thing, just an absurd skit called The Meanderers, and it's the people who just could care less whether they're standing in their way. They could care less whether they enter your pathway really slow or not. They could care less whether they're all over the sidewalk. They could care less whether they're just all over the place. Uh, just the most inconsiderate, just completely unaware of what's going on and so these people are walking around and they're always getting yelled at people like come on move out of the way or i'm trying to walk through you know and they're just constantly they're stopping and it's really slow to take pictures or to go oh no i mean to go this way and then they just stop in the middle of what they're doing and then just turn right back around backwards and so um (laughs) and i was just imagining those kinds of um those kinds of people where you see people trying to do their best to to sort of anticipate what their next move is where they're trying to like go 
where they almost like fake them out in their peripheral, maybe in leading them into believe that they're going to walk that way, so then they walk the other way. So it's it's a whole process of trying to figure out what this kind of vibration is about the meanderer and how to deal with it and how to make a smooth kind of um, transition with things. Um, so, yeah, the meanderers. And maybe the redemptive thing about them is that they somehow keep coming across extraordinary things um, or, you know, I don't know, survive ridiculous things. Maybe they meander their way off of cliffs by accident. Maybe they meander their way off of bridges by accident. Maybe they meander their, their ways into um, oncoming traffic. Um, strange things like that. So we'll see how that idea marinates. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? We got a chance to talk with Max from iHeart. My mom drove all the way out from Illinois to see us out there in Iowa. And now thinking back on it, I wish I would have talked with her a little bit more. I just got ca- so caught up in all these stories from all these people interviewing them and stuff. Um, but you can hear her. She's over there in that in that segment with the uh, lady talking about the, the wedding, the surprise wedding. And how crazy is that, right? Seems like a Twilight Zone episode. So I just, you know, I had a few to drink and I just started just kind of following the inspiration where it took me in terms of interviewing people. And, and you know, that's 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 that crazy stuff we got. Yes, unfortunately, the event was was rained out for Yachtly Crew. Yachtly Crew didn't play. However, it was a paid vacation. And uh, had we played, I wouldn't have gotten all the cool podcast uh, material that I did, all the good coverage. So that's, that's you know, that's... Uh, that's the constellation prize, if you will. Not a consolation, but a constellation prize. We got a chance to talk to uh, the fellows from Farewell Milwaukee, Robin Ryder, uh, who's our drum tech guy for Yachtly Crew. That was great to be able to be out there with Yachtly Crew, meet all these wonderful people. And uh, I, I would love it if we're back next year. I would love it if we're back next year. I think for a chili cook-off, I think it's kind of required that you have an outdoor, you know, it's an outdoor thing. There's a lot of heat out there. A lot of stuff being cooked out there. So, uh, remember folks, keep your eyes on the magic. Keep your eyes on the synchronicities and be grateful for all of the signs, all of the unique signs that the universe gives you that lead you in the direction towards being the best version of yourself. That is the barometer. And also, give yourself uh, do an experiment. Try an experiment sometime. Just turn off your TV. Don't, don't watch any news. Don't watch, don't watch any politics. Just, 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 just really lead with your heart. Just try it. Try it. See how it affects your brain. Try it. Some folks say, well, I've always wanted to paint. I just don't have time. Well, do you have time to watch the news? Yeah. Do you have time to argue over politics? Yeah. Do you have time? Okay, well, then you got time. <laughs> you got time. You got time. It's, it's, it's creating the things that you want to create. That really, and this is just my opinion because I'm, I'm very biased. I'm an artist myself. That is the truest entertainment that one could possibly be involved with is actually participating in it. So give that a try, folks. You, 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 you're like, oh, I got this guitar here and I don't play it. Well, there you go. 
play your guitar, pick up your guitar. The next time you feel like turning on the television and watching the news, the next time you feel like arguing about politics on Facebook, pick up your guitar and strum some chords. Get lost in that world. Allow yourself to really, really, really dive into the world that you yourself are creating because you are not beholden to all the illusions and all the, the stuff that everybody else is barking at you. Carve your own path. You're the master of your own destiny. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Until next time, keep the Inspirato flowing.